It is Thursday, May 14th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, a guy who's open but with limited seating capacity, J.P. Shadrick. Welcome in. We're all booked up here. It's May 14th. Welcome in Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick from the home studio. As the great isolation continues... Well, it sounds like we're starting to get back a little bit open, which is good news. We, as in society in Jacksonville and in Florida, at least, not in the National Football League, but that's another story altogether. We'll get to that coming up. We've got a jam-packed show for you. Uh, Jaguars reporter Ashlyn Sullivan joining us here shortly. She'll discuss those Instagram interviews and other programming she's been into the last couple of weeks. We'll get a full breakdown from Ashlyn coming up. We'll go to Los Angeles and visit with L.A. Times NFL columnist Sam Farmer, who was inducted into the writer's wing of the Hall of Fame last year. And we'll see what Sam uh, has to say about the state of affairs in California and in L.A. right now. Much different feel out there than it is here in Jacksonville and what the impact could be for the Rams and Chargers. Of course, the Jaguars visit the Chargers in the new stadium this year. That's on the schedule at least. Uh, What are some options for the teams if the games are scheduled to go on, but California is not open? We'll we'll get into a little bit of that with Sam Farmer coming up. Big Bo is back with us today as well, Jaguars analyst. We'll uh, talk a little ball with Bo and Jags analyst Jeff Lagerman, the anchor leg of the show, as usual. Let's go to the phone line now and welcome in Ashlyn Sullivan, Jaguars.com reporter, joining us. Schlin, good afternoon. How are you? Hi, JP. How are you? We're, we're hanging in there, right? Um, you know, things are opening back up a little bit. So everybody's kind of tiptoeing out of the house some. Um, sounds like a lot of people can go back to work now, which is a good news. And uh, slowly but surely, right, Ashlyn? Yeah, it's been weird not seeing you every day. I'm not going to lie. We haven't <laughs> seen each other in like nine weeks. That's uh, what I you... I thought you looked different. That's Well, I, <laughs> it's funny being a bald guy. Um, I would never have thought uh, I'd need a haircut, but, uh, I really need a haircut. The time has come. Yeah. It's, it looked bad anyway. And now it looks really, really, really bad. So (laughs) that's, that's how it is. Um, Ashlyn, it's been a busy time for us on Jaguars.com and Jag social media. And I know the last few weeks you've been jumping on Instagram live. So for those who aren't inclined to use social media, Instagram (laughs) is a, uh, a photo site that you put photos up and you, you use hashtags and do the whole thing. But the live version is video and uh, you can have programming on there. So that's been kind of a new thing. You know, if, if people aren't on there, it's something to check out. I'm, I'm relatively new to it. I don't have a lot to show on there anyway. So <laughs> Ashlyn, uh, take us through the last couple of weeks. You, you've talked to some of the current Jaguars and some of the new guys. Let's start last week at the uh, schedule release day. Jawan Taylor and Didi Westbrook joined you. How was that conversation? Yeah, so we've been trying to do an Instagram Live about once a week. Um, now new programming we started about two months ago. The cool thing about Instagram Live is it's super interactive. You see fans' comments throughout the entire show. And the best part is that you always see other Jaguars players watching and tuning in. And they're always commenting and chiming in. For example, uh, yesterday I had one of our draft picks on and Jawan Taylor chirping at him saying, go Gators the entire episode. But last Thursday when the schedule was released, we went ahead and did an Instagram Live. 
Um, and I had D.D. Westbrook on for the second half of the show, and he is one entertaining guy. He was in a tractor <laughs> on his field in Texas. He apparently has land he's purchased in Texas, and he was on his tractor, Instagram Live. And um, for those who haven't seen it, it's on jaguars.com. It is worth the watch because he's an entertaining dude. He was amped up to be on. The cell service on the farm is pretty good, huh? Apparently so. Yeah, I was. I'm not gonna lie. When he uh, when he answered the call and I saw where he was, I was a little hesitant, but we made it work. One of those guys. What is the reaction of current players to a roster release? There's not much they can do or say about it. You roll the ball out and play whenever they tell you to. But what was their reaction to the actual schedule? Well, so I found that the common thread with the schedule release is that all the guys are talking about who they're going to see on other teams. They're already talking about what jerseys they're going to exchange at the end of the game. Jawan Taylor and Dee Westbrook were both saying that their phone was blowing up already for ticket requests because now they have all friends and family wanting to come to games now that everyone knows the date. But the biggest thing that stood out, like, for example, Dee Westbrook obviously playing with Baker Mayfield with the Browns at Oklahoma. He was saying how excited he is to be reunited with Baker and get to play him on a different level in the NFL. So that's definitely something that stood out is the connections between the league and, and college football and getting to reunite with guys you don't normally see. Ashlyn Sullivan with us, Jaguars reporter. Ashlyn R. Sullivan on Twitter. You visited with LaVisca Chenault Jr. as well, and we, we talked with Mel Tucker, his college coach from last year at Colorado, and I asked Mel, uh, hey, what is this guy like off the field? He said, very quiet, cautious <laughs> until you get to know him a little bit. Then he opens up some. How is he in this environment with you the first time out? Definitely quiet, and I had the opportunity, I know, to speak with him right after he was drafted, and definitely a very quiet guy, reserved, and kind of only wants to really focus on football and things on the field. And with Instagram Live, it's really a get-to-know-you platform, and we're talking about hobbies and things he does off the field. Um, so definitely a very reserved guy, but definitely is really, really excited to play. He was talking all about how he's already working on his drills, and we all know what a confident player he is because we heard the comparisons from himself with Larry Fitzgerald and Julio Jones and comparing himself to those guys in the league definitely comes with a lot of confidence, very confident guy, but it's strictly business. I think we're definitely going to see that here with the Jaguars. I'm fired up to, to see him actually go out and, and play and put pads on and, and see if that physicality translates to the NFL. I think that's the big question. Yeah. It's weird. I was just telling someone about, I mean, last week with it being rookie mini camp, that's our first chance to get a glance at these guys. I'm always used to not spending Mother's Day with my mom and getting a look. It's hard because you're so used to at least having something to back it up with now because we actually see these guys on the field. So, yeah, it's, it's weird to not to not have that this year. Ashlyn Sullivan with us, Jaguars reporter. Shaq Quarterman, your latest interviewee, yeah. and he's from right here in Jacksonville. We all saw his videos and everything around the draft, how fired up he was to First off, be drafted. Second, I mean, to be drafted by your hometown team is something pretty special. Uh, when did you visit with him? Was that today? And, and when does that happen? That was yesterday okay. at 5 o'clock. Normally our Instagram lives will happen Wednesdays at 5. Uh, but Jack Quarterman, uh, definitely a character. Very happy guy, happy to be on. A little quirky, kind of goofy, um, but definitely a hometown kid. He was saying how many people have already asked him for tickets here being from Jacksonville. But the cool thing about Shaq is if you've ever watched the content series The Hunt on Jaguars.com, he's actually going to be featured in episode three coming out next Tuesday, uh, working out at his former high school. And he was talking about, you know, how he loves being on TV. And it was so cool having a, a camera crew follow him around. So uh, 
he's definitely going to be a, a go-to guy media-wise. He is he's very comfortable with himself, that's for sure. Chasing the camera around. Shaq Quarterman, Jaguars linebacker, draft pick this year. Ashlyn Sullivan with us at Ashlyn R. Sullivan. What does the R stand for, by the way? In, in the Rose, my middle name. How about that? Uh, breaking news. Got to change it up. I don't know if Gotta that's ever been publicly discussed. Thank you for. <laughs> I don't think it has. Shout sure. out to my mom, Rose. I don't know why I just thought of that. Um, Jaguars throw down another content series. It's fairly new here. And I don't know if you could have picked two better personality defensive <laughs> players than Avery Jones and DJ Hayden to start that one off. Shlin. Yeah, they are. They are a shoe in for a great time. Avery Jones is definitely getting into it. He sadly lost the first episode of Jaguars Throwdown, but I know he's working on his skills. He's honing in on his trivia. So we're going to get him back on the next few episodes. But uh, yeah, DJ Hayden, the first winner of Jaguars Throwdown, he's setting a pretty high bar. Yeah. When is the next one due? We are filming um, currently probably tomorrow. And a uh, little tease, I think we're going to have a wide receiver battle ah. happening in the next Jaguars throwdown. So uh, hopefully getting that episode up on jaguars.com by next week. Very nice. Uh, I know in the uh, Week in Review podcast last week, we, I took the bit about uh, with Avery versus DJ. And um, it was the question about on a deserted island, who would you take with you and yes. why you would take him with you? And, and Avery's answer was just awful. It was so awful. A I had to use it in the podcast. Argument. I know. I told him, I was like, Avery, there's no technology on an island. What are you thinking? Uh, That's what we talked about that. We have to hone in on the, the trivia because Avery just, he just wasn't ready to play. Love it. Uh, Ashlyn Sullivan with us, Jaguars reporter. Tyler Eifert, Jags tight end, talked to the media today. I know you had visited with him a little while back. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you, you caught today's call or not, um, but he's, you know, locked in. And, and it was interesting to hear him talk about his injury history. And yeah, and how how frustrating it kind of seemed to him that he had no control of the injuries, but at some point you just have to, you know, rehab, get back, do the best you can, put it behind you. And he finally played 16 games in a season last year for the first time. Former first round pick. Um, that's huge for him, I think, mentally, just to get past that 16 game finish line. And I'm curious to see <laughs> him what he can bring. I know in your visits with him, what did you take away from him on that front? How how has he how can he go past now? He's played 16 games in a season. Yeah, agreed. I think it just was kind of something that needed to prove to himself that he could last the whole season and play those 16 games. And I know the thing that always comes up whenever you're talking about Eifert or even on our content series with Eifert, all the fans' questions are, yeah, that's great that he can play, but can he stay healthy? So I think proving to himself that he can this past season is huge for him. And I, and I definitely agree that that's going to build confidence in his play. But I think it's an incredible opportunity just for him as a whole. I mean, that tight end position has really been something that the Jaguars haven't been able to figure out ever since Mercedes Lewis. So for him as a veteran to come in here and take a hold of that position, I mean, the world's his oyster at this point. If he can stay healthy, once again, is the biggest question. But from what it seems, he seems pretty confident that those days are behind him, the injury days. Mercedes Lewis, Julius Thomas, Austin Safarian, Jenkins, Jeff Swaim, the list goes on mm -hmm. and on. Maybe Eifert is part of the answer at that position. At Ashlyn R. Sullivan, R is for Rose on Twitter. Uh, thanks for the time. Great great work on the Instagram Live stuff. We, we really enjoy watching that. Oh, thank you, Shadrick. Hopefully I see you soon. Sounds good. Have a great weekend. All right, see ya. Ashlyn Sullivan joining us here on Jaguars Happy Hour. And, yeah, she, she's done a great job. Over the last few years, just joining us here on the crew and has uh, really grown up and, and turned into a, a really, really good reporter. And, and 
somebody we we can't do without really on this on this crew she does a great job with the instagram stories all the social media stuff sideline reporting on the television preseason games uh so much more i'm leaving out but um good stuff give her a follow on twitter as well don't forget to tune in to jaguars facebook or twitter friday afternoon at 5 30 for virtual trivia night live with brian sexton presented by bono's barbecue this will be a special schedule edition, and prizes will go to the top three finishers. That's tomorrow afternoon, 5.30 on Jaguars Facebook and Jaguars Twitter. When we return, we'll go to Los Angeles and visit with Sam Farmer from the Los Angeles Times covering the National Football League. And it's more Jaguars Happy Hour coming up after this on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Geico presents, oh boy, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, I got some bad news. Someone broke into our apartment and they took your TV and your computer. But what's most upsetting is they took my water bottle. Oh, wait, there it is. I was really worried for a second. Oh, they took your stereo, too. The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected, like if your roommate is only worried about her $2 aluminum water bottle. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. Jags fans, Fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash card. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSP, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Committed to the team, committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, insuring those who serve. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Dick's Wings and Grill delivers comfort right to your home by offering carry-out and delivery. Order any of your favorite wings and sauces or enjoy their burgers, wraps, and salads. Bring it on home with three convenient order options. Call your favorite location, order online at dickswingsandgrill.com or by using your favorite delivery app. Visit dickswingsandgrill.com for more details. Delivery service subject to location availability. At Forever Vets Animal Hospital, they combine the highest quality pet care with extraordinary compassion, specializing in a variety of veterinary services at affordable prices. As an essential business, they're open seven days a week and offer curbside service. 
first responders, senior citizens, and the military will receive a 10% discount during the COVID-19 pandemic. To schedule an appointment at one of their eight locations on the First Coast, visit ForeverVets.com. Forever Vets Animal Hospital. Keeping your pets healthy and happy forever. The home of Jaguars fans. The Jaguars, I've been a fan since day one. Haven't felt this good in a long time, guys. Do ball till we die. Go Jag. 1010XL. Jaguars happy hour rolls along. All dailies and dailies dash locations are open and operating under normal hours. Pick up a fresh made-to-order sub or sandwich from dailies dash today. And as Tony Baselli says, get the dash sauce. We'll hear from Tony Baselli coming up. Jeff Lagerman is at 445. Our thanks to Ashton Sullivan, Jaguars.com, for joining us just a moment ago. Let's go to Los Angeles and welcome in the 2019 Dick McCann Memorial Award winner for long and distinguished reporting in the field of pro football presented by the pro football writers at the Hall of Fame enshrinement last August. He's the Los Angeles Times NFL Reporter and columnist Sam Farmer. Sam, good afternoon. How are you? Hey, how's it going, man? <laughs> it's going. Thanks for the thanks for the kind word. Uh, hey, it, uh, congratulations to you. Uh, a little late in the congratulations, but I don't think it's ever late. <laughs> uh, you're, you're in the Hall of Fame. They can't take that away from you, Sam. That's right. That's right. Uh, how good. how are things day to day in Los Angeles? I, I see photos of you making the rounds around the Rose Bowl track and uh, and the yeah. mountains behind. It's starting to open a bit. It feels like it's starting to open a little bit. Um, you know, I'm going to play a round of golf next week. Um, not as my son was in Jacksonville. Certainly not as open as Jacksonville. <laughs> was last week but uh it's you know it's still weird it still feels like a science fiction movie uh uh and then you hear the la health officials saying another three more months i just don't know how the people are gonna stand for that i mean three more months of shelter at home uh, is is really tough but they are opening up the beaches uh and the trails are open so that's good, but I just don't know if there's going to be football here in the state, and that's what I'm I'm wondering. You know, do the Rams and Chargers play in Arizona uh, or possibly Las Vegas if they're not allowing any sporting events in the state? You know, it's it's, it's a big mystery right now. Sam Farmer with us from the Los Angeles Times, and, and yeah, that's the interesting part of this thing. Um, it feels like you know, Arizona's open for business, uh, at least in the sports realm. Uh, their governor said that the yeah. other day, but Nevada and the Pacific Coast states are kind of working. It seems like together. So, uh, is is Las Vegas really in the same uh, same world as, yeah, as California I, and Oregon and Washington? Yeah, I think it, it definitely remains to be seen. I mean, stuff has been changing so quickly. You don't know what's going to happen week to week. But to me, it makes more sense to go to the tried and true. Uh, stadium in Arizona, uh, like the, the Chargers did back in 2004. They went to, it was like 2004, they went to uh, Tempe and played when there were fires in San Diego. So right. every NFL game, a lot of people don't know this, but every NFL game has to have a backup stadium. Uh, and so it designated. So, you know, I think that you could, especially with the way the league built these sort of seamless escape hatches in the, in the schedule last week. Um, 
you would be able to play those games. It wouldn't be a huge, huge deal for the players, not too much travel. And, and listen, if, if there aren't fans at games, what difference does it make where you play? So, so I don't think it would be an enormous inconvenience um, with the alternative being no NFL games. I mean, I think, I think they'd certainly rather do that. Um, have the game somewhere else, but so that's what we're looking at. You know, both uh, LA and Vegas are in the process of building their stadiums. Both have been slowed by the coronavirus because they have to, had to go with sort of skeletal staff uh, on construction, so they're not moving along at quite the clip that they wanted to. Uh, so actually, in some respects, it takes a little pressure off LA uh, in particular. With this five billion dollar stadium, they don't have to have it done and ready by August. They can, they can potentially take a little bit more time um, to finish it up. Sam Farmer with us from the Los Angeles Times at LA Times Farmer on Twitter. Uh, and I guess the other question now is if the league wants to proceed with the season and California is not open for business yet, uh, could the teams move operations, the the whole training camp uh, front office and everything. Could they move that out of the state? That's a huge expense, obviously, Sam, but uh, if the league's yeah. saying move on, we got to play, they got to move out and do some work, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess you could, the Rams had to move uh, fairly quickly. Um, the last time when they moved uh, operations from St. Louis to, to Southern California, uh, you know, it'd be a mad scramble. Uh, there'd be a lot of confusion. As somebody said, this is not like in the wake of 9-11. I mean, that was so abrupt. You had to change from week to week. At least they have a few months now to sort of stage this thing. And you're already accepting that you're going to have a truncated training camp, if a training camp at all. Um, and there's so many. And, and the fact that you don't have to worry about um, hotels uh in cities you know i mean you could you could do this it's not like moving a super bowl uh, and by the way uh i was talking to frank Tapovitz, who used to be in charge of all nfl events major events including the super bowl and he said the fact that the game this season at the end of the season is in tampa is uh hugely beneficial because if they have to move it at all date-wise if they compress the season, if they move the Super Bowl into March, for instance, they had to do that. It'd be much uh, easier in a city like Tampa because Orlando is so accessible and there's so many hotel rooms there um, that it would be much more difficult if you were in Indianapolis or Dallas in a city that where you didn't have enough hotel rooms uh, for a Super Bowl. Getting way ahead of ourselves because there's an assumption there that that fans would be able to come to a Super Bowl, um, but it's it's so weird to sort of wrap your head around. It's like this boulder in the pond, and all the ripples that ripple out from it. Um, you know what what will happen if they if teams don't have that local revenue of the gate, they don't have the signage, they don't have the suites, concession, parking. I mean, we, we, we like to say that the NFL runs on that TV money, but that local revenue is super important, too. We know all and about What happens to yeah. the salary cap the next year, mm -hmm. for instance? What happens 
your ability to sign players to long-term deals? Uh, do you just not do it next year? Uh, all those things sort of come into play when you think about I had something, I know, I'm kind of rambling here, but I thought I one thing I tweeted this week about the the tarp seats. I said, you know, you should turn that into a giant green screen and at least recapture some of that signage revenue right. by, you know, superimposing commercials or ads onto the, onto the tarp because I just don't know how you're going to recover that revenue and that affects what happens on the field. Well, you got to remember, Sam, this is the franchise in Jacksonville that, to boost local revenue coming in, they they're planning on playing two games in London. I mean, so those games are coming back yeah. now. I mean, that's that's the big reason why that has happened around here. I mean, and then you eliminate a lot of the rest of the local revenue, and then you got to find ways to make money. Yeah, it's really uh, mind-boggling when you think about all the the repercussions of of what can happen yeah. without fans, and then. You know, I saw a really interesting uh, uh, thing that NBC is looking at. You know, we're, we've talked a lot about games without fans and the piping noise and how artificial is that. <laughs> That's been but on NBC, fire today on social media, by the way. Uh, yeah, Joe Buck's getting a little heat. Like Joe Buck and I have talked about that when we talked last week about it. Yeah. But one of the things, uh, real quick, that, that, that NBC's been looking at is uh, an app that you can use to simulate. So if you're a Jaguars fan at home, watching and you can be signed in on this app and tap this button that says cheer or boo or whatever and you do that in 10,000 people doing this simultaneously then they pipe that sound in so it's sort of art so it's artificial but it's there's at least there's some bit of authenticity behind it that you have a hundred thousand people tapping a button at, at the same time some sort of communal participation Anyway, all things that networks are looking at, to how do you do this? Because as Joe said, you don't want it to be C-SPAN. That's right. You know, you don't want to be watching the silent with, with no sound in the background. That's just weird. I talked to Steve Young. He said, I played in front of 9,000 people at the Coliseum, LA Coliseum. I had to move the huddle back 10 yards because the defense could hear every word I was saying. <laughs> you know, so it's uh, really bizarre. Uh, that we're in this situation. Who could ever thought of this? I don't think anybody could have. And, and technology is a blessing. We're doing this show right now from my house, and you're on the phone and all that. But it can be a curse, too, when it comes to the all the fans and everything that can be involved. There's a lot going on, and a lot of minds will, will work on this over the next few months. I know you have another engagement coming up, but, Sam, it's, it's really nice to talk to you. Stay safe out there, and uh, we'll talk to you again down the line. Yeah, likewise. Thanks very much. Great talking to you. Very good. Sam Farmer from the Los Angeles Times. Give him a follow at LA Times Farmer on Twitter. If you don't follow him, I don't know why you don't. Fantastic follow. Um, and he's in the Hall of Fame. He was uh, given that Dick McCann Memorial Award last year, 2019. 25 years of covering the NFL, five or six years in San Jose covering the Raiders for the newspaper there and then uh, joined the Los Angeles Times in 2000. He's been there for 20 years now, and most of those years without an NFL team, covering the NFL in a non-NFL, the uh, number two market in the country. Uh, this year we've made becoming a season ticket member easier than ever. If you're concerned with your financial situation and it might change, 
The Jaguars are offering full refunds up to the start of the season. You can defer up to 40% of your 2020 costs into next year with our two-year agreements or take advantage of interest-free seven-month payment plans, all designed to get you and your family back to football at the bank. Get all the details at jaguars.com or call 633-2000. Back in a moment, we'll visit with Tony Basilli, the pride of the Jaguars' left tackle. You might have heard of him. It's after this. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80-proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. There's a chance your local Geico agent has the same affinity for dad jokes as you. What do you call a fake noodle? I don't know. Maybe an impasta. Oh, so cheesy. Ah, did it great on you. Yeah, you really shredded me. <laughs> but there's a better chance your local Geico agent could help you out with auto, homeowners, renters, or condo insurance. Motorcycle, boat, or RV insurance, too. They'll work hard to provide sound advice and significant savings. You don't need to share a love for paternal puns to do that. Local Geico agents. Call or visit yours today. Everyone is trying to do their part, especially now. And your Ford dealer is built to lend a hand. If your vehicle needs service, just call. Ford service centers are essential to your community and are still open. Find out about pickup and delivery options from participating Ford dealers. Plus, they've implemented enhanced cleaning measures for added peace of mind. After all, you have a lot to take care of. Let us do our part and help take care of you. Whether you are driving to a Jaguars game or on the way to work, when you see flashing lights, please move over. If you can't move over a lane, slow down 20 miles per hour below the speed limit. You can protect those who help you on the road. From law enforcement and other first responders to utility and tow truck drivers, they all need you to be at the top of your game while you're driving. See lights? Please move over. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles and the Florida Highway Patrol. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is the division of TIAA, FSB, Equal Housing Lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 35 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the mid-100s, and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity 
Brooks Rehabilitation outpatient locations throughout Florida are currently open and accepting in-person and telehealth appointments. They're following CDC guidelines to include screenings, temperature checks, face masks, social distancing, and additional sanitizing of all surfaces. They're taking extra precautions to ensure your safety so you can focus on your recovery. Please call their central intake unit at 904-345-7277, option 3, to schedule your visit. Brooks Rehabilitation is the official rehabilitation provider for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Start the day with Jaguars and sports talk. The Drill with Dan Hicken and Jeff Prosser. Mornings on 1010XL. Jaguars happy hour rolls along and Mellow Mushroom dining rooms are now open. They continue to offer carryout, delivery, or curbside pickup options as well. Visit MellowMushroom.com for more information. Jaguars happy hour on this Thursday, May 14th. J.P. Shadrick from the home studio. Our thanks to Ashlyn Sullivan. Our thanks to Sam Farmer from the Los Angeles Times. Uh, Yeah, things are a little different in L.A. these days. Uh, He mentioned maybe three more months of stay-at-home orders in L.A., and that could – well, it's getting a little uh, antsy out there already, it feels like, listening to Sam talk. But, um, well, if that's the case, it's going to be really tight in uh, Los Angeles and in, and in California. And, of course, that trickles down to the NFL. And if the NFL is ready to move forward, then the Rams and Chargers have to make some decisions. Uh, somebody who's spent some time in L.A. in his past is Tony Baselli, and he joins us now over the phone line. Tony, good afternoon. What's up, J.P.? It's been a few weeks. How are you, bud? Um, good. I'm doing great. Um, you know, as, you know, trying to make the best of it, have a positive attitude, and uh, remember of all the good things in my life during this tough time. That you know, in reality, um, I have it really good compared to a lot of, uh, and so do we in North Florida compared to a lot of other pl- people in other places. You talked about LA. We've seen New York and the Northeast, and um, feel pretty blessed to live in a great place like uh, Jacksonville. We've got amazing weather, and uh, I'm healthy. My family's healthy, and uh, and just uh, trying to count my blessings during this crazy time. Yeah, we can get out and about and do a few things, which is nice. Um, you know, so uh, it's moving in the right direction. We'll say that, and uh, hopefully, it keeps moving forward here in Jacksonville as well. Um, Tony, let's uh, let's. I don't have we talked since the schedule has come out. I don't think we have. No, we have not. So. Obviously, the NFL and hearing the aftermath of the schedule release last Thursday, the first two, three, four weeks of the season are set up just in case the schedule has to be pared back. They'll start from the beginning. I think it's week two. Everybody that plays each other has the same bye week later in the season, so they can move one of those weeks to later in the year kind of deal. But they had it. I think Sam Farmer wrote this, actually, who we just had on in the LA Times last week. They kind of took the ideas from 2011 when the lockout was happening. If they had to make schedule changes early, uh, they could do that. And it seems like the league is, has done that here, at least just in case things go haywire come July and August. Yeah, I think the way this – I think if, if they have to shorten the season, I would think they would start, you know, start probably compressing weeks three and four, the, the non-conference games. Yeah. Um, and then go, or maybe it's the first when they all have the buy, so it's week two. And then I would compress the, you know, when you have uh, non-conference games later in the season as well. And so I, I can't, I can't see them getting rid of the uh, division games. I think those will be the last to go. 
um, uh, because of just uh, equitable, uh, making sure you have an equitable schedule because you can't, you know, the Jags can't play the Titans only once and have to, you know, other teams have to play them twice and so on and so forth. So I think that's probably the way this thing goes. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I think we're playing football this fall. Um, I'm probably heavy on the side. We'll, we'll start somewhere near on time. I don't think there'll be preseason football. Um, as we know it, uh, maybe teams practicing together and try to control the atmosphere a little bit more. Uh, and so, uh, you know, but I could, I can see a scenario where this thing, and I think it all depends on how the next several months go. And the NFL does have more time than anybody else, obviously. And they really set themselves up with the condi- the contingency plans um, to have options. Uh, and I think it was back in 1982, I want to say, on the, sh- uh, the shortened strike season. Yeah that they played 10 games, um, still had playoffs, still had Super Bowl. Um, and so they have a lot of options, they, you know, and I think they can kind of see where this thing goes and see how their teams are doing and how the states and kind of what the, the state of the union is. I mean, we really don't know what's going to happen with this virus. I mean, I think that's the only thing we know. Yeah. Um, is it going to come back? Is it going to disappear? Is the treatments going to get better? So many unknowns there, JP. So I think it's kind of a wait and see. But you can see how the NFL kind of set themselves up. You know, obviously, Tony, I mean, I was one year old in 1982, for full disclosure. But the money now is a little different than it was in 1982. So as many games as they can get played, the better for the league's coffers. I'm yeah. Sure. Well, it's for everybody because – a shortened season. I mean, you're going to have revenue issues the following year when it comes to the cap, because the cap is, you know, you know how that works out. I mean, all of a sudden, because it's a shared revenue situation between the owners and the players. Yeah. Well, if you start cutting games, affecting TV deals, affecting sponsorship, affecting ticket sales, and even if you have a full season and all of a sudden you have no fans in the seats for any portion of that, that affects the overall revenue number that the cap is derived from so it's in everyone's best interest to try to figure this out um because it will not only not only affect the owners it'll affect them first from a cash flow standpoint but it'll ultimately affect the players as well tony baselli with us at tony baselli on twitter he's the pride of the jaguars and uh everybody knows it uh tony what do you make of the the schedule itself for the jags Uh, division games right out of the gate weeks one and two the colts and then at the titans that's uh, coming in hot yeah, I mean, you get you got the Colts, you get Philip Rivers, and uh, Philip Rivers has had our number uh, a few times you over think? the years. You think it was in a it was in a Chargers uniform, and the Colts, you know, were a pretty good team. They faltered late uh, down the stretch, and they did that with the backup quarterback the whole year. So I think they got a good squad. And then the Tennessee Titans, we saw what they did. They got all the way to the end of the uh, AFC Championship game. So um, tough is, way to start. Is that a is that a out. one year off thing for the Titans? By the way, is that repeatable for them? It kind of feels a little bit Jaguary from seventeen. Um, it could be, um, especially I think the one thing that you want to see repeatable is the year that uh, Ryan Tannehill had. But I mean, come on, you're you're saying this is a one off for Derrick Henry? He's done it pretty much every year. That's true. Um, yeah, that's right. I mean, it's pretty. <laughs> they've been physical. You know, every year he has about like. one big the, stiff arm run every year against this team. Yeah, and so like I don't think that's a one-off, and I think right. the defense has been pretty consistent. I think the one thing that you wonder about is can Ryan Tannehill repeat what he did? And uh, if he can, they're going to be really good again. And so those are two tough, 
teams, two division games. But if you can find a way, you know, to win both, gosh, you're in great position. If you, you know, split them, you feel pretty good. You know, if you lose both, you're, you're behind the eight ball in the division, but there's still a lot of football to go. So uh, early, you know, that first four games early in the season, we've seen plenty of teams start hot and end up fading at the end and not doing much. And we've seen teams start slow and get going good in November and December and win a championship. So it's not the end of the world if you don't start fast, but having two division games early makes it pretty important. I mean, you got to split those games, right, Tony, at least. I mean, you can't go 0-2 in the division. Well, I don't I don't know about that. I don't know if you have to. I mean, I think we've seen teams come back from 0-2, and, and you, you know, there's a pathway there. I think it's really critical, but not just because they're division games, not just because it's early in the season, but I think you have a team that's pretty young, still a young quarterback, and if you come out and have two back-to-back poor showings, um, you were you you know you you would hope the the psyche of this team and the you know there's enough uh, substance to hold them together to keep on going and fight. You would think you know that's my hope that there is, um, but a lot of it also JP I think has to do with how you lose those games. I mean if, if you go on two but you. Uh, you know, you have the ball with the chance to win late or you give up a late field goal, the other team comes back and wins. These are really competitive games. I think that's a different feeling if you just get, you know, dominated and you're, you know, you have a seven-game stretch like we saw last year where you're only scoring three points in the first half. Good point. Tony Baselli with us, uh, proud of the Jaguars' left tackle. There's a stretch of games, Tony, uh, starting in mid-November, that is as traditional as the day is long in the NFL. At the Packers, Lambeau, home against the Steelers, Browns at home, and then at the Vikings. All North Division teams for the AFC. And That's NFC. how we roll. It's pretty That's good how we stuff. Roll, JP. I'm excited Bring for the those. North. I'm excited for those. You teams. know, they what are they? What's that saying in that HBO show? We are North, or we are the North, or I don't have HBO. Whatever the, sorry, Tony. Oh yeah. Oh, you still have just antennas, don't you? I'm sorry. I have that. Um, yes, I do actually. Thank yes, you. Yes, I know you do. They're better quality. Um, they are quality, high quality antenna TV here. High def, um, high def, baby. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a tough stretch. It's a tough, like everyone says, oh, it's a hard schedule, it's an easy schedule. Like I don't think there's a hard or easy schedule in NFL. From the sense is, it's going to change throughout the year. It's going to change from now until then. There's going to be injuries. There's going to be teams that play better than you think. Um, and so to me, it's always a challenge. Every year, it's a challenge to get through a 16 game season and get to the playoffs. So. Um, yeah, that looks like a tough stretch, but what if I tell you three of the starting quarterbacks are actually playing backups? Well, all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah. that feels pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that stretch. Now, if all their starting quarterbacks in and they're, they're humming and they're all, you know, one or two, three lost teams. And now you're like, yeah, it's not very good. And so it's too early to tell, you know, it's fun for us to talk about. It's fun to go through the motion of kind of picking wins and losses. You know, I love to do that. It's one of my favorite things to do every year. We do it. But we should do it right now. But I already, I'll do it again. I can do it. I've done it once already. Happy to do it again right now. <laughs> let's go through it right now, real quick. We got this is our last couple minutes. With you. I, I, I got to remember what I said before because I want to be consistent. When did you say so this, by the way, in the morning show or something? Yeah, I did on the morning show. It's a whole, yeah, I, I went in detail why they'd win every game or lose every game. Hmm. So well, can, need, let's do it. We don't need to go detail. Uh, let's okay. start week one Colts at home. Win. Okay, that's one. Uh, at the Titans. Titans are going to be fat and happy coming off what they thought was a great year. They're going to have a hangover early win. Really? Okay. Uh, home against the Dolphins. Oh, come on. Two is going to be the quarterback. Win. At the Bengals. Uh, win. 
I have a feeling where this is going. Uh, at the no, Texans. Lost. Lost. Well, they keep trading away players down there. Uh, Lions at home. Uh, what I think for? <laughs> we'll say win, win. Just say win. what you feel, win. Tony. Say what you feel. Right now, they're win. five. They're five and one right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're hot. All right, all right, we start fast. They're going to win the bye week, and then at the Chargers, maybe. Lost, lost. That may or may not be in L.A. You're listening to Sam Farmer a second ago. Uh, Texans at home. Win. At the Packers, Lambeau. Lost. No, no, win. We, we're going to win that game. Okay. We're going to be 6-2. Okay. That's right. Steelers at home. Win. We always beat them. <laughs> Browns at home. Lost. We're going to be fat and happy. That's 7-2. Uh, at, at the Vikes. Lost. No, no, no. It's a win. Oh Kirk Cousins never beats winning teams. We're going to beat them. Uh, that. Titans at home. That lost. At the Ravens. Win. What? In mid-December? Yeah, no, no, we lost. Have you game. seen we're the Ravens, down. Ross? Like, come I'm on. sorry. What's wrong I, with I've you? Been lost. I've been, I've been and lost. I'd love for them to win, obviously, but come on. It's the I Ravens. Did. Yeah. Bears. Home. Win. And then at the Colts. Lost. 11 and 5. I got it to 11 and 5. <sighs> Glass is half full. I like it. Um, I mean, come on. If you're not half full this time of year, what are you doing? Good point. Everybody's 11 and 5 right now. Yes. Let's go. I mean, maybe we should be 12 and 4, but I mean, I'm definitely not going to be negative. Be a negative. There's enough negativity going on in the world right now, JP. I need some positive. I need some energy. I need some excitement. I need something to look forward to this fall. And it's Jaguars rolling. And 11 and 5 would be certainly exciting. Tony, good to talk I to need, you. I, that's what I need. All right, JP, let's do this. Let's not wait so long next time. Let's do it again here. Let's do this again here soon. Sounds good, bud. Tony Baselli, right. Private Jaguars left tackle. Jeff Lagerman will wrap up the show with us in just a moment. It is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Whether you are driving to a Jaguars game or on the way to work, when you see flashing lights, please move over. If you can't move over a lane, slow down 20 miles per hour below the speed limit. You can protect those who help you on the road. From law enforcement and other first responders to utility and tow truck drivers, they all need you to be at the top of your game while you're driving. See lights? Please move over. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles and the Florida Highway Patrol. Jags fans. Fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash Jagscard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
Jacksonville International Airport is going beyond daily to serve those travelers with a need to fly during the COVID-19 pandemic. They're temporarily lowering the cost of on-airport parking. Passengers can now park in the hourly and daily garages for only $10 a day, while parking in the daily surface lot is down to $7. They look forward to a time when our community begins flying again. And please remember, once the air is clear, they are here. To learn more about how Jacksonville International Airport is handling coronavirus, visit flyjacks.com. At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates, saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Hey, Jacksonville, Duncan wants you to know that they have your back through this difficult time by making your experience as easy as possible with on-the-go ordering. It takes two simple steps. One, place your order and pay through the Duncan app. Two, pick up your order in-store or from the drive-thru for an easy grab-and-go experience. Duncan is committed to taking care of their guests and being a place of comfort during this difficult time and is here to keep you running. America runs on Duncan. Some things make a house your home, like a quick heating oven that makes the aroma of warm chocolate chip cookies your thing. When cooking with natural gas, you get the best temperature control, save money, and earn a rebate up to $200. Who wants cookies? Your home. Our safe, reliable, efficient energy. Love natural gas. Find rebate details at peoplesgas.com. I'm 1010XL Jaguars beat reporter Hayes Carlion. Read my Jags blog daily at 1010XL.com and hear me with Frank Frangie every afternoon on 1010XL. Jaguars happy hour rolls along. Congre and Penn continues to offer picnicking and dining on the patio and grounds at a limited capacity. Visit congreeandpen.com and book your pass for farm access and plan your visit today. J.P. Shadrick from the home studio. Final few minutes of Jaguars happy hour. Our thanks to Ashlyn Sullivan, Sam Farmer of the Los Angeles Times, giving us the state of affairs in L.A. these days, a little different than here. And Tony Baselli uh, has never met a microphone he doesn't like. Jeff Lagerman joins us now, Jaguars analyst. Hi, Jeff. Hey, J.P. Hey, by the way, I was just sitting there thinking Congaree and Penn. Uh, man, you want to talk about some space to, to have plenty of room for social distancing now. That's the place to go. I need to get out there. Um, you know, oh, it's awesome. I've heard all about them. It looks like a great setup and the food, and, and then you can go do everything on the farm. But uh, it's right, yeah, right yeah. here in my backyard, right? You can, you can have 200 people there eating dinner, and everybody would be socially distanced from different tables. I mean, they got a ton of room. It's a big, giant farm, big, giant patio, an old Quonset-style hut. Great food. Uh, definitely a cool place to go. Well, um, sounds like that'll be in the plans very soon, for sure. Um, Jeff Logman with us uh, at Logs56 on Twitter that he doesn't use that much. But, uh, you know, Logs, you had a uh, – you had a, a Every now and again, JP. Yeah. Come on now. Well, I mean, every now and again. Yeah, very rarely. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, All right, so I got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, you had Sam Farmer on from, from L.A. Yeah. 
And obviously the state of California is, you've got some major concerns with three football teams playing there and the ability to play in the future because California seems to be the state that has the most restrictive guidelines going forward. At least that's been some of the rhetoric. Yeah, he was saying that uh, they're thinking it could be three more months of stay-at-home orders. Wow, and and could the state of California see something like the state of Wisconsin where the state Supreme Court gets involved? You know, so uh, interesting stuff because, I mean, a lot of that really is what we're talking about. And people say, why are you talking about that? This is a Jaguar show. Well, this all relates to what the NFL can and cannot do for the 2020 season. So uh, a lot of unknowns, certainly, and and a lot of of things are going to have to be figured out. But I can tell you right now that every NFL team – uh, in any state that has any more restrictive guidelines than the state of Florida, because the state of Florida seems to have the most uh, uh, loose restrictions so far, I think would be the proper term. Uh, everybody else is, is trying to figure out alternate plans to, to, in the event that their state doesn't allow them to do business. Yeah, it feels like, uh, just listening to, to Sam Farmer talk earlier, the Glendale would be uh, an obvious spot. Arizona is open for professional sports business, at least in the last few days, like their governor said. So, and there have been cases of California teams playing their games there and before the Chargers played during the wildfires in 04 there. So it's a possibility. Uh, we'll see. The only time will tell on that. Um, Logs, you had a, a video come out this week where you went into the film room, right? Virtual film yeah. room? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I, I went into the film room with, uh, with all of the veterans hmm. and uh, took a look at all of them. So, yeah, I mean, all that stuff's going to slowly trickle out, uh, trickle out on Jaguars.com. And it was fun. I love doing it. I love doing it with uh, uh, with the pro you know, free agent prospects because you ha- we have a little bit more liberal right, I guess you could say, to show whatever film we want to because it's an NFL property. Whereas on the college prospects, you know, that's owned by the NCAA and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, uh, look at some some great free agents. All the free agents that the Jaguars acquired, and and we'll be putting them out as we roll along. And it's some good stuff, you know, kind of highlight. What I try to do is try to highlight the strength of each individual player. And I, I try to give a description of what kind of role, you know, a player may or may not type, uh, may or may not fill. And uh, and I think every player is going to have a role. You know, that's one thing I think about uh, Belichick and the success he's had. He's always had the ability to identify a player's strengths and play to those strengths when that player's on the field. Jeff Lagerman with us. Um, you know, if you were, let's just say you were a rookie, right? 1989. Let's just say. Let's just say. I was 31 years younger. Yeah. And I was, <laughs> let's say in 1989 when and I was. He had all his hair. When I was eight. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, and let's say this would have happened. Obviously, it, it, the computer technology was different in 89. Let's say now you're a rookie. How would you have handled Zoom meetings, installing playbooks, and the first time your head's spinning anyway? Uh, this is a this has got to be a challenge, certainly for the rookies coming in to to grasp some of this stuff. Well, because you don't have any you don't have any veteran to kind of follow the lead, to learn from, to 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 see what it's like to be a pro, to see how a professional conducts and goes about his business, you know, in person. You know, you don't get to see any of that. Uh, the one thing I will say is that uh, the, the generation of today certainly is more adept at Zoom than I ever would have been back in 1989 because we didn't even have cell phones back yeah, then. Different world. And at that point, the the Apple computer 
uh, I don't even think might have been out at that point. So, uh, but I mean, the, the, the generation of today seems to be more uh, adept at technology. They're less fearful of it. I mean, they just jump right in because they've been raised on it. And so I think that that's a good, a good thing, certainly. But the question that I have, not everybody learns from sitting in a classroom, which is essentially what that is. It's a, you know, it's a, a web classroom. You know, a lot of players are hands-on. They need to, to feel it. They need to touch it. They need to execute it. They need to physically do it. And so how will some players be affected? I think obviously the smarter players and whoever drafts smarter players in general will have a, a better chance of being more up to speed at a quicker rate. But for those that are hands-on, which, you know, some players are like that. You can tell them 50 times, JP. And they just don't get it until you get them out on the grass and they execute it. And so, and so that can be frustrating for a team and coaches sometimes because, you know, look, you can only learn as much as your slowest player can really you know, digest and execute. So this is a challenge, but at least the generation is, is up to it. The question that I have and what you kind of brought up there, imagine if I was a rookie. Yeah. And going through all this again with that glorious hair you used to have, yes, with the, with that strong mullet that uh, that I had, <laughs> looking good, fat faced, and all. The question that I have is, what would I do for workouts? What would I do to get myself ready for an NFL season? That was something I was going to bring up next. We touched on this last week, logs. You know, you you've got so much weight sitting around in a in a in an NFL weight room, actual weight, yeah. so many plates, everything's there. You just don't have that at home or well, wherever you, you are. You know, I mean, look, like some guys do. I mean, you know, the guys have been around the league for a while. Some of them might have a full-blown weight room at, at home, you know. Like Puzlesny, he probably sleeps in a weight room when he was playing. Sure. You know, he, he probably had like a, a, a bed, and, his, and right next to his bed was his bench, and right next to that was his med balls. I mean, that's how positive was. Right. But, I mean, you know, the guys and the young guys of today, they don't have the financial resources. Uh, they don't have the, the a home to be able to put stuff like that in. So, I mean, I'm sure a lot of these guys are scrambling. The coaches, I'm sure, are incredibly concerned about what physical shape some guys may come back in. And that's not just the rookies. I mean, the guys that don't financially have the capability to have a full-blown weight room at their home or, or access to something like that. Look, the reality is there's some veterans that if they don't have somebody poking and prodding them in the offseason, they end up being a bunch of a bunch of fat guys and out of shape, you know? So what's that do to the guys that are that are pro, you know, that, that can't get themselves kind of going like that? So it's going to be really interesting. And I think the teams that obviously are more veteran, I think, are going to have a distinct advantage. Uh, the teams that have had less turnover from last year are going to have a, a distinct advantage that had less coaching turnover are going to have an advantage. And the teams that are the opposite of that, that have – an influx of new players, some change of the coaching staff or changes in the entire coaching staff. Those are the teams that I think are going to be at risk of, of being behind the eight ball, so to speak. And, and the Jaguars would fall into that category with the commitment to some younger players and putting out uh, some of the veteran players uh, out. And, and then obviously the change of the offensive coordinator. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how it works out for this Jaguars football team and also for the league as a whole. And what's it going to be like at our, are the players going to be able to stay healthy? Are they going to be in shape? Are they going to be ready to play a football game? Uh, you know, this isn't – I don't want to be critical of baseball, but it's not baseball. 
<laughs> Jeff Logovan with us, Jaguars analyst. Uh, good stuff, as always, Logs. Way to bring in the, the show to a close, the anchor leg. Uh, back at it again. You always bring the heat. But did Vaselli suck all the wind out he of the did. show tonight? He did. He 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 predicted eleven and five. By the way. Hey, look, I'm. He's living in a in a dream world. If this football team can get eleven and five, I would be jumping for joy. And I'm not saying it can't happen. Uh, but that uh, that's a little bit uh, teal color glasses on his. And, and here's the other thing. I'm glad Baselli is sucking the wind out of the show because that means he's sucking wind and he's breathing good. That's true. That's a good point. The lungs are working. Yes. Uh, Positive. Lugs, good stuff. We'll talk to you next time. Hi, JP. Jeff Lagerman joining us. Three cheers, by the way, to the Blue Angels. Last Last Friday, made the tour around Jacksonville. Good stuff. They're doing cities around the country. We'll catch you next week for our whole crew. I'm JP Shatterkiss. Jaguars happy hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.